All right, I think we're good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we are officially live here. Can somebody give me a heads up in the comment thread? I want to make sure that you're hearing me and that it's coming through loud and clear. I'll wait. Yes, we did it. <laughs> we did it. So, guys, apparently YouTube uh, is having lots of people uh, live streaming right now. And so, hey, that's just how uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Um, guys, good morning. It's great to be with you. Uh, I'm actually in Nashville, Tennessee right now, streaming uh, from my in-law's house, and we are going to have church service together uh, from their home. Uh, I'm going to do my best to share, uh, and generally that means I'm going to drift into preaching uh, a, a, a bit as well. Uh, but guys, Amy uh, Hubbard, good morning. Great to see you. Angel and Adam, hi. Hello, Catherine, Erica. Great to see you guys. Mark. Uh, it's a pleasure. This is one of the fun things about a live chat. You guys, if you haven't already uh, dropped a comment, uh, go ahead and let us know that you're watching. And uh, people are demanding to see the puppy already. <laughs> if you didn't know, uh, one of the reasons Amy and I drove into Nashville is our kids have been here for about a week. Um, and we also surprised them with a puppy. Uh, you're going to have to wait until the end of the message in order to, uh, to see the puppy. Uh, so it's, it's my hook. It's my hook for you. Uh, guys, I'm going to wait just another minute. Good morning, Patrick. Uh, great to have you here this, today. Uh, it's officially baseball season uh, for any of my baseball fans out there. I'm going to just throw this out there for y'all. I thought, you know, everybody in Atlanta would really uh, enjoy that. And so just wanted to uh, get things going uh, this morning. I see you, Sandy and uh, Shervingtons. Great to have you here uh, as well today. So guys, one of the reasons um, we are, we're doing things uh, in this fashion today uh, in a more sobering uh, moment before we pray and start we had a guest speaker that was planning uh, to speak today, a dear friend of mine, John Owens. He pastors our Every Nation Church in Indianapolis. And uh, his videographer, there, there was an emergency that took place with his family. And uh, a, a moment that put people in the hospital, critical condition type scenario. And so none of us knew all the details, um, but long story short, the video of John preaching, we just we weren't able to get it for understandable reasons. Um, and we didn't, we weren't sure what was taking place. Um, I obviously was out of town. And so um, we thought, you know, we'll just go live on YouTube today. It'll be a little bit different. We don't have traditional uh, worship with a band, um, but that's okay. We're going to pray. We're going to pray together. We're going to get into the Bible together and we're going to still grow together. Um, and so what we want to do in this moment is pray. This, this young man's name is Eric. And uh, his brother, um, uh, well, without getting into all the details, it's just a, a real tragic scenario that we need to pray for God's uh, hand uh, upon in that situation. So here's what I want to do. Um, if you have a Bible, go ahead and get things going. You can turn to First Kings. And as you turn there, uh, you're not going to have your traditional slide verses popping up uh, on the screen. Um, 
again, we're live in this moment. Um, so you're going to have to actually have a paper Bible with you, which is good for you. So go get one real quick. Uh, get a pen and get ready to underline some things. It's going to be a great uh, it's going to be a great morning uh, with us today. Let's pray. And then, guys, let's jump into it. That sound good? Let's pray. Father, thank you right now uh, for High Point Church. We thank you, uh, Lord, that in the midst of, of just these crazy times, that your spirit is still here, still present. Lord, you're working in all of our lives right now, whether we're watching from phones, whether we're watching from TVs. Um, God, you are, you are so big and you are so powerful and you are so faithful. And God, we stand on that. That is the, that is the, you are our rock right now. We declare that. We profess that. We hold true to that. God, I pray that over our church. I pray that over just the body of Christ at large. Or that you would draw close in this moment and that we would grow as, as sons and daughters in your kingdom and brothers and sisters uh, in this house. God, move and move powerfully. And this morning, we also pray for our church in Indianapolis, led by Pastor John and Kelly. And we pray for, for their volunteer, Eric. And we ask God that your uh, that your comforting hand that brings peace, God, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of, of pain and difficulty, God, that you would move uh, in their family's life right now like never before. God, bring, bring restoration, bring comfort, and bring grace. Lord, we love you. We worship you today. Amen. Amen. All right, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. First uh, Kings 18. Uh, verse one through two. Somebody can actually copy and paste that and put it in the comments uh, right now. So you can actually read it uh, and follow along. But here's, here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to talk about prayer. This has been the thing that I have felt the Holy Spirit just moving in my life and in our church's life. And so if the, your eyes are rolling into the back of your head, uh, the thought about you know, thinking about a message on prayer, this message is actually for you. Uh, you need this. You need to be stirred in your spirit right now uh, to, to become a man and a woman who really earnestly seeks God in this hour in a different way. We need to become a church in the West that really learns what it looks like to become a praying people. I believe this is the word of the Lord for us. That This is the, the kind of church not only the body of Christ in the West needs to become, but our church here in Atlanta. If there's anything I want, I want people to be able to say about us as a body of Christ is, man, those people know how to pray. Those people pray. They go for it. They trust God. They ask God to do big things because they believe that God is a big God. So that's what we're after. Today we're talking about persistent prayer today. Something all of us desperately need to grow in. It doesn't matter where you are in your relationship with Jesus. There is something in all of us that leans towards growing fatigued in our prayer life. So here we are, we've got Elijah, prophet, right? He's, he's already foreshadowing Jesus. 
in this moment, we have Elijah and there has been just this tension between uh, the gods of Baal and the God of Israel. And you have Ahab and Jezreel, just an evil king and queen and the prophet, the man of God, right? As the Bible describes it. And it's just the, the, the you know, Titanic, you know, just uh, it's like the, the Godzilla moments, right? Just the, the Titan versus Titan. And uh, we have we have Elijah who is bold, struggles with being getting discouraged and struggles with getting depressed. And he struggles with actually trusting God in some of these hard moments in his life. That should give us comfort and hope. Here he is in 1 Kings chapter 18. And one of the things that he's done is that he prayed three years ago. As God led him, he prayed for a drought. And so dryness has hit the land for three years as a, as a means of showing uh, Israel the power and strength of God and the power and strength of a praying people. But now comes the moment where where God is once again showing his strength, but he's showing his strength in deliverance. And he's about to bring rain for the first time in three years. It's a big moment. First Kings chapter 18. After a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. Now the famine was severe in Samaria. It was a severe famine. People running out of food. There's no water. So 1 Kings chapter 18, 41 through 43, skipping on down. Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. Go back. Go back. Go back again. Seven times. Elijah is praying for it to begin raining for the first time in three years. He's literally got his head between his knees. I mean, he's, he's hunkered down. He is praying. He's got his servant that is with him. Uh, many times, if you're understanding what that looks like, uh, this would have been apprentice. There's, a, there's literally a school of prophets and you'd have a prophet who had a servant and he'd be training that servant how to, how to pray and how to trust God, what it looks like uh, to minister prophetically. Now, I don't know about you. Even as a pastor, it's so easy to pray. And when I don't see what God is doing like that, it's easy to stop and it's easy to quit. Now, I'm pretty good at praying and, you know, maybe I haven't seen something, you know, the, you know, the first day or the first week, you know, and so yeah, I'll keep praying. I might go back, you know, to that well and I'll, and I'll pray again. But, it, but six times, going on seven times, we see Elijah praying 
and he's praying and he's praying and he's and his, his servant is he's literally telling his servant, go, go look out at the horizon. Go check and see. Do you see anything? <laughs> Do you see anything at all? How easy is it, right? When you don't see what it is that you're praying for materialize, it's so easy to quit and to give up trusting God. Now, in this moment, we needed dryness to be filled with literally the waters of heaven. There was a drought. But think of all the things that you have prayed for that God has put on your heart, a promise from heaven. You've read the scriptures and something's come alive and you know you need to stand on it. And you may, maybe you begin to pray or something comes alive in your heart. Maybe a marriage that has just been on the rocks, but you know you're not supposed to give up, but it's really difficult. And it's, it's you know, you, you hang in there for round one, round two, maybe round three, but are you sticking it out for round seven? Because that's what we're talking about here. The kind of prayer that hangs on no matter what because you trust God, you know God, you're coming after God and you're not gonna let go until the God of heaven and earth moves. We, we, we spoke last week about how big God is. And today we're talking about how faithful God is. We serve a God who is not only incredibly big, but man, he is so, so faithful. We serve a God that's faithful. First Kings 18, 44 through 45. Seventh time. Elijah has said, go back. Seven times. The servant reported a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. I mean, you got to love the gall of Elijah. He's basically just sticking his finger in the evil king's chest. He's like, you better start. You better start running, son. Because that little cloud is about to be a torrent of rain like you've never seen before. Just amazing. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose and a heavy rain started falling. And Ahab rode off to Jezebel. Elijah prays. It's round seven. He hasn't quit. He's just going to keep on going. He's going to keep on going. I promise you there was doubt. I promise you there was, you know, the, the temptation to quit, the temptation to, to not trust God in this moment, the temptation to walk away. Think of all the things that you have prayed for, but your soul and spirit have grown fatigued so quickly. Here he is in round seven and his servant goes and you have, to, you have to just walk the imagery out. If you're the servant who's gone out there six times, you're probably like half paying attention at this point. You're going through the motions of this. It's the noble thing to do, to go check on behalf of Elijah. But are, is your faith really, is it up? Are you expectant? It's probably half paying attention. 
And he walks out and all of the sudden he begins to see for the first time in years, cloud is beginning to form. And it looked like the size of a little hand on the horizon. Now, can you imagine this, just the shock, the awe, the mouth wide open, the skies beginning to darken, the wind is beginning to pick up. You know what that, you know that feeling you get when you walk outside and it feels like it's about to rain? There's a moisture in the air. There's, a, there's almost like a silence that covers you know, all the wildlife. There's just, a, there's just this feeling that you get. You sense it. You know it. This is what would have been taking place. And the servant rolls back to Elijah and he says, it's, it's happening. <laughs> there's a cloud. It's coming. And Elijah knows. He says, you better go tell Ahab now. That may be a small cloud now, but a storm's are coming. If you've ever seen a Wild West movie, that's, that's always the verbiage that's used. There's a storm coming, right? Well, there's a storm that's heading to Samaria. But it's not a bad storm. It's a storm that's bringing rain and it's bringing life. My question is, do you have that kind of faith? And in full transparency, I'm like the man who says, God, Jesus, I believe, but also help, help the part of me that doesn't believe. Like there's, there's a part of me that struggles and there's a part of me that wonders and there's a part of me that wants to give up and quit and walk away in the fourth round, the third round, the fifth round. And so the question is, how do we grow and have this kind of faith? My son, the, the Holy Spirit convicted me. And, I, and again, I'm, we're, we're, I'm just going to bear my, my own vulnerabilities in, in the sermon today. My son, my oldest, he has, he has asthma. And one of the things that we regularly, regularly pray for is for God to heal him of his asthma. And by we, I mean that my son, I think, prays this more even than I do. And it's something that he just, he hasn't let go of. God, I'm asking that you'd heal me of this asthma. There's a promise that he just is standing on that he's going to be healed. And there was a time not too long ago where we were praying at the dinner table or maybe it was a little family meeting, I'm not sure. Like, you know, how, how, how can we pray together as a family? And he brought up, I want, to pray for my asthma. And in the back of my mind, I had one of those moments where I thought, I just don't, can we pray for something else? Is there anything else we can pray for? Something that maybe is a little bit more measurable. Something that we, we can tangibly affirm that God is moving on. We've prayed for this, you know, like a thousand times. And what was the Holy Spirit was convicting me on and putting his finger on in my own life. I said I'd grown fatigued praying and trusting him to move in this area. And I had to repent for that. Who am I to declare what Jesus can and cannot do? 
And if he has given me or you or our church or my kid or your kid something to stand on and have faith for, then that's exactly what we should be doing. Because the God that we serve is the God that shows up in the seventh round. Just because he hasn't shown up with in the first time you prayed or the second time you prayed or the 15th time that you prayed or the 50th time that you prayed doesn't mean that he's not going to show up. It doesn't mean that. And so your responsibility isn't to decide when God moves. It isn't to decide if God can move. Your job is to simply have a go back. I put that in quotes, a go back attitude. Every time Elijah's servant would come back and he didn't have the results that Elijah was hoping for, he gave him two words, go back, go back. Go back. If you want to grow in a in a in a, a, a in your prayer life with the Lord and see God move, then you and I have to have a go back, relentless, persevering attitude, where no matter what happens, no matter what we see, our posture is go back and check again. I'm praying one more time. Why don't you go back and look and see if there's a cloud forming on the horizon? Why don't you go ahead and go back? Go back one more time. I'm not done here. I'm standing on the word that God has given me, the dream that he's put in my heart. I know my God can. I know my God is able. And so I'm going to pray like I know he is. Amen. And everybody said, and everybody commented, (laughs) amen. God is good and he is faithful. We need a go back attitude. Let me tell you something here. You're going to, 100% of the prayers that you don't, uh, that you don't pray won't get answered. Let's say that again. 100% of the prayers that you don't pray, won't get answered. See, many times we, we, we've grown so fatigued in, in go back and we haven't seen what we thought. And in a culture, the drive-through culture where everything is instantaneous, in a culture where you have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Quibi, the new, the new streaming service, and about 50 other streaming services to give you every possible media dream of your heart with the click of a button. You can literally, with an app, have food delivered to your home in about five to ten minutes, if you're lucky. You can have just about anything shipped to your home in two days or less. We are, we are a culture that where everything is instantaneous. And so to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, patience and perseverance, this is difficult for us, but it is desperately needed in this hour. This is what the church needs to grow in maturity, the kind of spirit that just is relentless. Go back one more time. I'm going to pray again. Not going to quit. 
100% of the prayers that I don't pray won't get answered. In other words, I think I should, why not pray? What can God not do? Ask him and hang on to it. Here's what I think you need to do in this moment. Some of you need to go back uh, to, to some fundamentals here and you need to literally ask God for things that you need to be praying for. If you've ever been on, you know, in a life group and you kind of get to the moment and it's like, you know, what, what are some prayer requests? And you occasionally will have the hand go up, uh, you know, and then there might be a need that we have that, that God it needs to move in. We, I call those like second degree prayers where we, we need God to heal or we, we, we are going on a trip and we ask, we want God to protect us on, on the trip or something like that. And those are valid prayers and they're good prayers. And then there's the prayer, uh, the, the prayer of faith where you're asking God to do what you do not see him doing. You're asking for him to miraculously materialize something that looks one way and you need him to change it, to do the impossible. There hasn't been rain in three years and God, I need you to change that. Bear with me here, uh, or walk with me in this scripture. Uh, here's what Elijah says to Ahab in the beginning of our, our, our story here. Uh, in verse 41, chapter 18, this is before it's rained. This is before there's been a cloud. This is before there's even been a prayer. Elijah looks at Ahab and he says, you need to go, you need to eat and drink. In other words, why don't you relax for a minute? For there is the sound of, of a heavy rain. Before he's prayed and before he's asked God, before he's he's done anything, he is speaking out of his mouth by faith what he believes God is going to do. And I realize some of you grew up Pentecostal, some of you grew up charismatic, some of you grew up like me in a, you know, a, a, a mainline denomination. And so, you know, there's everyone's religious experiences and church experiences as it pertains to different aspects of praying in the gospel are very different. And there are abuses that have taken place. If you've ever heard of, of the name and claim it gospel, where you're just going to, I'm just going to stick, and I want that sticker, you know, on, on, on that car. I'm going to pray for it, and somehow I should expect that to materialize in my driveway. That's dumb, okay? <laughs> That's not how God has called us to pray. We don't see that. That isn't modeled in the scriptures. It isn't taught. Don't embrace that. But that doesn't mean that Jesus hasn't encouraged us and drawn us to have the kind of faith that does not live by sight. But we live literally by what we believe and know the character of God to be. And because I know God, I am going to hang on to this where, where we didn't do any of that. It was rare to, to pray like that. And so there is this, there's a, a middle ground of, of rising up in faith and yet also being willing to look at the facts. Both of these things should be able to come together so that you and I can pray and stand in faith. This is what 2 Corinthians chapter 4 has to say to us. This is Paul writing. 
He says, I believed, therefore I have spoken. He didn't say I've seen it, therefore I've spoken. He said, I believed and therefore I've spoken. There was a deposit of faith so deep and so rich inside of him that even though he didn't see how things were gonna happen, he didn't know how it was gonna materialize. He didn't know how it was gonna shake out. He was gonna speak like it was so. In the same way that Elijah looked at Ahab and said, go ahead and eat and drink the sound of rain. I hear it by faith. I have ears to hear what God is doing in this moment. And even though my eyes don't see it, I know what's true. I know who my God is. And I know what my God has told me to do and stand on. And I'm not letting go until I see God move in that way. Come on, somebody. I believe, therefore, I've spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Why do we pray like this? Why do we have faith? Because faith brings glory to God. It's for other people's benefit. They experience God's presence and his power in these moments. His grace therefore reaches more and more people, causing thanksgiving to overflow. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Isn't that the quest of all of us to not lose heart? Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. How do we grow in this kind of faith? Well, you need to have a go back attitude. That's willing to go back one more time. And you need to speak it like you know it. You need to have a spirit and soul that's willing to believe even when your eyes are telling you a different story. It doesn't mean that you deny the facts, but what you choose to do is even in spite of the facts, I choose to lean in and trust God anyway. Now I could preach for days on this. I mean, days from Mary and Martha, Lazarus, Lazarus being raised from the grave. The amount of times Jesus healed in response to people's faith over and over and over again. We don't have time for that this morning, but we are gonna be starting a series. Even though I've given you a little appetizer on prayer, we're gonna be starting a series with some very deliberate calls to action for us as a church to grow as men and women of God in prayer. But this is what we need in this hour, church. 
whether we're praying uh, through coronavirus, whether we're praying about injustice, whether we're praying uh, for God to move in marriages, whether you're believing to be set free of anxiety or depression or discouragement, whether you're believing for, for to be married, whether you're believing to have kids, whether you're believing whatever it is that God is asking you to hang on in faith for, do, do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I know today felt, obviously, it's a lot more relaxed. It's, it's a devotional, um, half preach, half devotional. But if I look out over the horizon, the body of Christ, and we survey, you know, so, so to speak, where, where do we need to grow as a people of God? And there's a lot of things we need to grow in. But I am more confident than ever that God would have us be the kind of people who get on our knees and learn how to pray, no matter what. Whatever you say, God, I'm holding on to it, and I won't let go. And I'm not going to stop asking or stop praying and believing until you move in this way. Amen. Amen. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to pray for us in this moment. Because I believe even right now, for some of you, um, you know, some of you send in prayer requests during the week. Some of you are going through a very hard time. Some people have lost family members this week. We're praying for the miraculous move of the Spirit of God in people's homes. Whether it's comfort or whether it's healing. Whether it's deliverance, whether it's a job. God can and does still do miracles. God still performs miracles. Amen. Father, in this moment, I thank you. I thank you for our church, and I thank you, Lord, for helping us to become the kind of people who are faithful in prayer. Faithful, faithful, faithful in prayer. You are a faithful God. And so God, help us to become the kind of people who are faithful to move in your life and to, to pray and invite you to move in our life. God, it's an area all of us can grow in right now. So God, move. Lord, I pray for a tenacious spirit in our church. I pray for perseverance. I pray for that, for that spirit, the go back spirit to just go back one more time, to not let go. God, I also pray for the boldness to speak out of our mouth, that our lips would literally move and articulate what we are believing you 
to do. There's something about the power of opening our mouths and speaking the truth. And so God, give us the courage and the boldness to literally open our mouth and speak it, even today. God, to profess what we're asking you to do. It's in the mighty, glorious, and wonderful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. God's moving. He is whether you see it or not. Fix your eyes on what you know to be true today. Jesus is alive. He rose from the grave and he has given life to all who put their faith in him. Amen. Amen. Gosh, I sure love you and miss you. And I can't wait. Uh, I know many of you are aware that we're looking for a facility. Uh, we're working hard on it. That's one of the things that I'm standing on right now, that God would provide a home for us as a church. Um, we are one to also let you know, we've had some worship transitions, but we have some new uh, worship uh, ideas and directions that we're going to be uh, going forward with uh, in the coming weeks, which is, I think, going to be exciting. And it will create some meaningful worship moments for us as a church, which I'm excited to, to, uh, to, to talk about and let you know about. And guys, one other thing, just a, a quick announcement. I know uh, we had our, uh, the High Point pop-up for this evening. That is postponed for next Sunday. Um, and so want to just let you know that. Uh, so be sure to, to pay attention to that. And then <laughs> some of you guys love my shirt so much that you are dropping comments on it. I love that my wardrobe is such a piece of conversation for our church. This is my Magnum PI shirt. Uh, and I hope it has blessed you today. I hope that it has. And guys, by, by popular requests, Amy and I got a puppy, and many of you have requested to see this wild animal. And so with no further ado, um, I would like to introduce you to the newest edition of our family. Here she is. There's a good girl. Oh, my. Show everybody your face. There she is. Show everybody your face. Oh, <laughs> Regardless of how you felt the message was today, this has brought you joy. And that's why we did it. Okay. There she is. And all of her wonder. <laughs> you guys love you. And here's what we're going to do. I'm going to wrap with this. Um, if you need prayer and you need ministry, here's what I want to ask you to do. Go to highpointatl.church. Um, and we have people standing by in real time and would love, uh, love to pray with you. you. Guys, much love to you. Whether you're in California, I see you, Lori Clark, or whether you are in Atlanta, St. Louis, Nashville, or anywhere else around uh, the world, literally, technology is an amazing thing. God's faithful and he's good. Keep praying and keep asking him to move because he will. Love you. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye.